0: Hello everyone, (laughs) that caught you off guard, I know, but Uh, this week's podcast is different.
1: It is different. It is
0: different, isn't it, Corey? So this is obviously not Willie Robertson. You
1: kind of sounded a little bit like Willie when you said that. When I said, hello
0: everyone, (laughs) it was a weird way to start it. But we have a special treat this week. We are having our first ever guest host. She's interviewed before some people for us. She's been on the show a lot. She's close to Willie's heart, but we share blood, Corey Robertson.
1: Hi there. I'm excited to do this, and I'm not a professional, so... Whatever I say, do not hold it against me. But I think we were just going to talk because you this, know
0: we're in the living room. We're just going to sit. That's back, right.
1: This is just going to be relaxed, be and we have very special guests this time. It is my brother-in-law Alan Robertson, the beardless bro, and his lovely wife Lisa. And um, I'm excited. What's your What's your Twitter handle? Beardless Bro's wife? Or no, no, I'm Lisa Rob Allen. Lisa Rob Allen. Okay. Mm-hmm. They um, are never apart. So Lisa has his name a part of her Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm Boss Hogg's mm-hmm. wife, so yeah. I'm Corey pretty just much assumes the same
0: way. Everybody just goes with Boss Hogg's wife. You're Allen's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Missy is just Jace's wife. Jace Duckman. Is she Jace she Duckman? She is Jace Mar- Duckman. She's, She's Duckman. something
1: like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody
0: just throw wife on the end. My wife says John David Owen Seven Wife.
1: Well, then you don't have to get creative and think of your own. You just Just add that to it. Go with it. Good idea. idea. Yeah.
2: Lisa's Not too bad. independent. She had to have her own <laughs>
1: No, her. I had a Twitter before he did. Oh, that's, so that's, that's, that's how right. it happened. That's right. I came
2: second mm-hmm. with that.
1: That's how it mm-hmm. happened. Well, I love the beardless bro. I think that's a good that's one. That's why yeah. I can
2: never grow a beard. I'd have to change my Twitter. You would. I mean, that's, that's that too would much throw much trouble. it all off. Yeah, I'd have that to would, get my granddaughter to do it.
1: That would ruin things. Mm-hmm. Okay, what I thought we'd start off talking about is, this is probably a really little known fact, is that Willie was living with y'all in your house Whenever we got engaged, he was 19 and I was actually 17 years old. I was a senior and
2: he was a boarder.
1: He was. Yeah.
2: yeah. He was like my ward. He, (laughs) he, uh, he, we actually had about two or three college age guys. So it was he and another couple of guys, but I think Willie was the first one that lived with us and we had rented this house and you know, I was just getting into ministry and uh, so we rented this huge house with the idea. Huge to us at the oh, time. Probably like, if we
1: went back and I think looked. it had five bedrooms. Oh, so it know? was big. It was yeah. pretty big. Uh-huh. It
2: was one. Of the, it was somebody that was in construction had built it, so they kept adding on rooms. So I had the. And so Willie has own little like apartment. almost. yeah, you know, it, it like, had
1: kind of like two rooms. Yeah, like a little yeah. living area and a bedroom. Yeah.
2: And so he uh, he was uh, I guess he was was he. Had he gone to college yet, or he, he
1: was in preaching school oh
2: preaching school that's mm-hmm. right, that's right, and i Jason and I had graduated, and so we were you know working for the church and so yeah he uh he lived in that little front room up there, and there's like you know he has to make his little nest, you know that's yeah. all, he's always got to make his little area now it's you know man caves and golf courses <laughs> and other things like that, but he's always got to have his little space, so that's what he did there, uh, and of course, everybody would come over to the house. Because that was the hangout place. I mean, that was where all the college kids that came. That was the hangout. We played dominoes and cards, and and even if when Lisa and I, of course, our girls were little, we'd go to bed because we were on the far end of the other ha- of the house. So they would stay up in there. Who knows? Probably half the night, or y'all. You know, who I else.
1: ended the night in tears a lot of times because of hearts and spades and dominoes because like my family was competitive and like we played a lot of games (laughs) and everything but the robertsons take it to a whole nother level and so like if you do something stupid in cards it's like brutal it is brutal and so i'm not as sensitive anymore i just fight back now but whenever we were early dating i remember like Bawling! You're so
2: mean. I had your mom crying on, almost crying. She was so mad at me on a mission trip. Same thing. We were playing cards, and Steve Adam threw the cards across the table. I mean. We just bring that out in people. It's yeah. uh, it's
0: really not, not a good thing. But. I used to be fine with losing until yeah. Willie came around. And now I'm like, I can't lose or I'm going to get yelled at. And then <laughs> he's going to make fun of me about it for the next three weeks. So
2: Even, I, wouldn't,
1: okay. Even I would if never you play. Lose, if he never
2: forgets a bad thing. No. A bad player. That's what i say.
1: Losing is not as bad as just making a stupid play. Even right. if you win in the end, but That's if right. you made a stupid play, that play will never be forgotten. That's right. Lisa, how yeah. do you deal with that?
3: Like. Well, or if you say something and a newspaper picks it up, <laughs> you know, for 20 years later, Willie's still reminding you what you said in the newspaper. Oh, yeah.
1: Y'all have to tell that yeah. story. Tell, tell
2: that. We were at the fair, and so this is year this is before anybody was famous. And so we were at the fair, and we're eating in the under the big tent, you know, elephant ears, the corn, barbecue corn, you know, all the stuff that they do there, so that you can only get at the fair, you know, good, healthy, you know, living. And so Lisa gets this chicken on a stick, and it's got chicken and onions and
1: bell, bell pepper, pepper.
2: And yeah, they kind of had it fried on there. It's like a kebab, I guess. And so the newspaper's going around. So I get up to go over and get another elephant ear or something. Well, the newspaper stops by our table and says, hey, you know, what do you like about the fair? You know, and they're just taking pictures and getting quotes from people. And Lisa said, do you remember your quote?
3: I don't remember exactly what I said. I just said something like, well, I love the food because you can, um, they put things on a stick that don't normally go together, that you don't normally <laughs> like eat together, like chicken and <laughs> so, onion so like, and bell pepper.
2: They had all these quotes in the favor, just little quotes in a picture of Lisa. Next to it, and that was the thing. I love going to the fair because you get things you don't normally get together, like chicken and bell pepper. <laughs> so Willie, like from that point till now, till now that, he still
1: so, says yeah, that. That was knows. that
2: was like 25 years ago, and yes. he still will quote that line from time to time. So it's just like a, he never, he forgets. never forgets it.
3: Well, I have to remind him every once in a while because just because he is the boss does mm-hmm. not mean anything. I used to cook for him. I used to wash his clothes, change his sheets. I that mean, is true. So I took care of the boy. I'm the reason why he's still alive. So. That's probably true. <laughs> I remind that him of that, that when
2: it comes time to talk about pay. You know, because <laughs> I go back even further. I was there when he broke his leg and he was in a body cast with just a hole cut out of the back of it.
1: I cannot that, imagine. He was like three years old, three right?
2: Three years old, or not even three. Two, between two and three. So what he, happened? Oh, he fell off a slide. This lady was keeping. He him. was that's showing so off. Yeah. He was
1: showing off. He said he remembers. He was I'm trying to laughing. climb up <laughs> promise, the slide Bob. backwards.
2: <laughs> yeah, and so he falls, <laughs> and it was, a, it was a bad break, and it was his femur. I mean, it was you know it was bad, and so they had to do surgery on I mean, him, and his cast like it went all the way down one leg, and then like halfway down the other, but it went like all the way to his chest. So, like, he's in... You know, he he can't go to the bathroom. I mean, like, he has mm-hmm. these, like, diapers. They were... So, I mean... And it was in summer. Oh. So, imagine cool. that. And he was going around this little creeper in, in, <laughs> around the house. That's what the the car dealership brought a little creeper over. And that's how he got around. He's just... You know, running around the house. <laughs> so, I... Dealt with that stinking cast for that whole summer because mom was working. Dad was, How who old were you? You're probably like oh, I, well, Sam. I'm, I'm uh, four years. No, I'm seven years on him. So I was yeah. about ten. Yeah, about ten. Yeah, yeah, it was right before we moved to Western Road. So I'm ten years old, and we were out of school, see. And so mm-hmm. I just watched the, the brothers. You That's, were the babysitter. I was the babysitter. You know, and so that was uh, that was pretty wild. So I remind him of that. Yeah, so
1: y'all point. are pretty much the reason he's alive today. Oh, that's yes. exactly right. Yeah.
2: We can't take credit for, you know, what's happened to him in the way he is. So <laughs> someone else gets that blame. But but we do, uh, we did keep him alive. And, and having him at the house was awesome during that period of time because it really did draw in ministry, which is what we were doing, and it drew everybody to our house, you know, to be able to. We were having, like, every night a Bible study or, you know, having, like, you know, Bible talks, we called them back there in the living room. We mm-hmm. everybody gather up. And so it was a great time, you know, to be together and, you know, kind of the next generation for the youth group, you know, that you guys were all in. And so mm-hmm. it, it was really cool. We
3: well, started classes then called the Gospel 101. That's right. And we um, there was a back part that almost looked like a sunroom. Um, and it just had a bench all the way across, so we would have class out there and teach people how to we share the gospel. We would
2: teach them how to, how to share, so yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah that's,
1: really that's really cool. Well, not only did you keep Willie alive and change his diapers and all that, y'all have been a huge influence for us in our married life. You know, we've come to y'all throughout our 24 years of marriage um, for counseling advice when times are tough, to celebrate good times and bad times and all of that, and just as the the um, not i wouldn't say older but i guess the wiser the wiser yes um <laughs> um couple of the married couple the first robertson married couple of the family um you have done that for every single one of us been um mentors to us and we've looked to you for advice and to see how your marriage has just come you know throughout the years and how The forgiveness and the um, sticking together through difficult times has just been an incredible example to us. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about marriage. And another story I thought would be fun to tell that happened back in that house was that is actually where Willie and I got engaged. And like I said, I was 17 years old when he asked me to marry him and um, my parents didn't take that um, that well. They weren't quite ready
2: Chalker. for me
1: to get married. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what they were so concerned about. <laughs> I was only I was 17. I guess we were just going to like live on love. We didn't really have a plan. We were just like in love and ready to get married. And so um, one night I actually had gone off to college. I was at Harding University and um, we had broken up right before that because of, of, I was leaving for college and he was here and, we had just, you know, it was a confusing time. We were seventeen and nineteen, whatever. Right. And so we got back together and decided, like, immediately we were getting married. And um, and so I was at college, and I called my parents and said, you know, he had already gone and done the asking my hand, which didn't go over so well. They right. had a, you know, basically a PowerPoint presentation about why um <laughs> why we shouldn't get married, classic, and, Johnny. and why um all the statistics that show you know teenage marriages and what happens to them. But anyway. So um, I was at college, and I called him, and I said, "You know, we really want to do this, and we're going to get married." And then what? Tell what happened. Well,
2: I, I'll never forget it because I was I I was I pulled in the driveway, and Willie had an outside door, you know, that went into his little area he was in. It was right on the where you park the cars, and so I thought that like he had left the television on, like there was a you know a war movie or something you know <laughs> i mean because there was all this loud shouting and you know all this stuff and, and i i literally thought it was the television because i wouldn't have dreamed that it would have been you know people having a, a major fight in there so i opened the door to turn the tv off i didn't even knock or anything because i didn't think his car wasn't there and i didn't see your folks car and so and i and they everybody looks up at me and it's johnny and chris your parents and and willie
1: just you know having I mean? a knock down, knock down, out. drag
2: out, and and your mom's face is red <laughs> as a beet. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you know, she gets when she's yeah. either gets hot or you know yeah. mad. She gets <laughs> that red. She
3: looked thing. like she had an all day
1: tennis match. Yes, she did.
2: <laughs> and so I remember this. It was like oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, you know, so I just, get, you know, I probably should have said, do I need to come in here? Yeah, you, know, you might and,
1: should have mediated referee, a little bit right. there, yeah. But
2: it did ramp down a little after that, yeah. I think, but uh, yeah, they were ha- they were going at it, and that was kind well, of that moment. And
1: there. my parents, I mean, y'all can attest to this, like, I had never seen them like that. No. Like, I did not grow up in a house where people yelled, like, my no. parents never yelled. We really never fight. I, w- I was a good kid, and we you know well, you are very
2: compliant i mean you've always yeah. been that kind of person and
1: right? so like i had never seen my parents like that so when they told me that that happened which willie really, i mean Willie at 19, oh, yeah. he was pretty stubborn. Oh, yeah. And he definitely was <laughs> like not taken. 19, yeah. yeah. why yeah. did you have to say that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how Willie old can, is he? 30? Willie can <laughs>
0: get under people's skin at <laughs> 19 <laughs> and 44.
2: And
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like a cheese yeah.
2: now. It just is aged <laughs> to even more of that. <laughs> <Get> <laughs> oh, but you can
1: imagine him. I mean, he was like bowing up. He was oh, not yeah. backing down. He was getting married. And, and, oh, yeah, they had it out. But to my parents' credit, they called me after that, and they said, if this is what you want to do, we will support you 100%. And they did. And we had a beautiful wedding. And the, Willie and my dad rode to the to the um, wedding together. And my dad said, I apologize for all of that. And, you know, I, I wish you all the best. And I'm going to do anything to help you. And, and look, I,
2: as, as you know, two people that raised two daughters of our own, now we've got grandkids coming along. I totally get, you know, their fears and, and, and worries. You know, we would all have that for our kids. You know, yes. that is so... Uh, At that time, though, you know, we were just all stubborn Robertsons, you know, but but it makes perfect sense. I love to hear Willie tell the story because when he – you know, tells the whole thing about Johnny. And then he gets to this. The, his punchline is, and now he's one of my best employees. Yeah. You know? So he lo- he loves. The- oh, yeah. He's, uh,
0: uh, but I hired him a few years ago. It's worked out. That's it's right. worked out pretty good. So he likes to
2: throw that, that in that, that Corey's dad works. But like that it.
0: was the fight that he when Johnny said, "Where are y'all even gonna live?" And Willie always tells the story. Where he said, "Well, I reckon I'll put a trailer up on the back of Phil's property." <laughs> and just that Johnny was like, "What in the world are you talking about?" And I I think about like. Phil's property now, and I'm like, where were, where are you gonna go? Just out by
1: side a duck blind.
0: Oh uh, yeah, exactly. That
2: yes,
1: was. that didn't go over so well. Yeah. But
2: no, they, I mean, they realized that it, they they you guys were gonna do it. You were old enough to, to get married, and so um,
1: it I was, was better. almost. I was only seventeen, yeah, which Phil time. pointed out that you could get married in Arkansas at sixteen. So right. he was like, "What are you waiting on?" <laughs> which Shows you the difference between yeah, oh exactly Phil and K and my parents.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I, I can remember coming to Dad because I told Dad like I said I think I'm I'm gonna uh, ask Lisa to marry me. So well, I think that's a good call, you know. I think y'all you, you should get married, you know, and because I had had I had been a prodigal son and then came back, and he said, yeah, no, I think that's a good move. I think she, she'll make you a good wife, you know. And I said, and he said, so when are you gonna do that? I said, I think we're gonna get married next Friday. He said, well, I'm going to be out selling duck calls, but go for it. Sounds good to me.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: <laughs> I mean, that was the conversation we had about at least yeah. I get married. And once, like your situation, didn't go over so well with my in-laws. You know, it took a little while to get over. They they weren't going to even come to the wedding, uh, but they did. And uh, and we wound up having a good relationship.
1: So. Yeah, and it's all worked yeah. out for, for all of us. So right, I guess, exactly. you know, yeah. we, we beat the odds of those statistics and – um And um, had it stuck together. Yeah, because now you know. How many years have y'all been married now?
2: We're 32. 32. uh, Well, 32 in November. Mm -hmm. And then you guys. uh, 24.
1: 24. All the way, my. I yeah, thought, it, it was. I
2: saw a, it. Was supposed I saw an episode of that. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, okay. supposed
3: to be 25. So we
1: we this is legitimately we really thought it was our 25th, and this whole entire year we've been like, okay, it's our 25th coming up. We got to plan something really big. We planned a trip to Cabo and everything, and then I realized I was like, wait a minute, we got married in '92. <laughs> It's 2016. Like, That's this is not good
0: math. The math is not
1: working out here. <laughs> so, um, we got a trip to Cabo out of it. So, hey, you know, I'm yeah. not complaining. So we'll I'm have right to right. do Lisa something else. Lisa and I have been
2: doing that, like, for the last few years. Every year, so it's a, it's a, some kind of number somewhere. Let's go to the Bahamas. That's just, right. Let's go yeah. somewhere big. <laughs>
1: hey, we made it another year. It's worth celebrating. It's, you got to celebrate. That's right. That's right. So, tell us a little bit about, like, what y'all are doing now. I know your book was just, Unbelievable for marriages. I saw a lot of, you know, I got a lot of response. People just telling me how impactful it was for their marriage. And um, so, tell a little bit about that and and what y'all are doing and what your plans are. Well, you
2: know, when we were, because um, about the halfway point now is about the 15 year point of our marriage. Um, we almost got a divorce. You know, and it was terrible. It was a horrible time, as all our family knows, and most of the listeners won't won't know that you and Willie both work for the church uh, mm-hmm. with uh, with me, uh, for a few years, you were a children's minister. He was a, a campus minister and worked at camp and did some other things. So we all shared that, you know, ministry thing together. Uh, but you know, uh, Lisa and I just, we, we fell apart. Uh, we had a lot of, what we call now as uh unpacked uh, baggage that we brought into our relationship. And a lot of couples do. And so you just kind of leave it and put it in a closet someplace and think, you know, that's not going to affect us. But many times it it does, Mm -hmm. and it did for us. And and a lot of things that, looking back on it now, if we had sought wise counsel and and really saw some maybe warning signs along the way, um, we could have avoided what happened. But instead it was a, you know, huge big blow up uh, with us. We were separated uh, for a a couple of months. And so it was at that point, you know, is it going to go, is it not going to go? The girls were teenagers. And so, um, you know, by God's grace, uh, we put it back together. And so from that point to now, the last 17 years have been incredible. And so it really kind of led us to a marriage ministry that we never really planned on. It was one of those, the only reason we got into it was because we almost fell apart, but we got healing and we grew. And then we, everybody started sending, you know, the worst possible scenarios to us, mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, try to fix this. This, this couple's falling apart. This guy's had an affair. This is happening. this is happening. And so that's kind of where it started. And, Uh, It was a few years probably before we started, like, talking about it publicly as like a testimony. But when we started doing that, then people started saying, man, you guys, I mean, you need to write a book. We kept hearing that for years. But, you know, full-time ministry, we just didn't seem to have time to be able to dedicate to that because we're working with so many people. But, you know, when we left full-time work at the church and, and came on the show and came back to work for Duck Commander, it allowed us an opportunity to do some projects like that, and so our book was one of the first things you know that we wanted to do, and um, and it has been. It's been very well received. It's a ministry book, really, for a lot of people because, and that's what we plan. They they take the book, and people that read it said, "Man, my sister needs to read this," or "My you know my cousins, whoever you know." And, and so they it just kind of is one of those pay it forward type books, and so that's what we hear from people all the time. Stories like that. It's like you know we we read your book it made the biggest difference in somebody's life or maybe even theirs. And so mm-hmm. that's been very gratifying for us. And so it's kind of led us down this path that we're doing now, uh, of marriage ministry. And Lisa, of course, because of elements of her story as well, she speaks a lot to, uh, to women's groups, to, uh, uh, uh pro-life groups, things like that. So it's, it's turned out to be a, a really great ministry, I think, mm-hmm. opportunity for us.
1: Yep. I think that's, what's really neat is whenever, you know, you use what you've been through and you use your story and you Bring it to light and tell it and that, and that's when it's, you're able to help others with it and you receive that blessing of that and other people receive that blessing of like, I went through something really difficult, but I'm not gonna just tuck that away and hide it and keep it, but I'm gonna share it with others so I can help others get through it the same way. And I know that, um, it's helped all of us, um, you know, Mm -hmm. just seeing, seeing y'all. One of the things I, I always, Think about it and say when I think about like Phil and Kay's marriage and y'all's marriage and our marriage and, and all, and, you know, everybody reaches this point to where it's like it takes, it takes both people because it takes true forgiveness, mm-hmm. like just flat out true forgiveness, just like God offers up to us. And then it also take, takes change. It takes right. people being willing to, like, all right, we're going to do something different. We're going to make a choice to forgive and we're going to make a choice to change. And I remember, um, there was a class one time um, at church, and y'all called it the third option, mm-hmm. and I love that because I think it's so true. I think God doesn't w- want us to be in bad marriages. He doesn't want us to be miserable in our marriage. He doesn't. Exactly. He wants. He wants us to choose that third option to work together, to come together to Him and to one another to be one in our marriage. Rather than the first would be a, a divorce, right. second would be just living in a bad marriage, and that third option would be how do we come to a good place in our marriage and Um, so y'all can talk about that a little bit. Yeah.
2: You know, uh, that was one of the earlier, uh, classes that we did because we had faced that option. We had, we had looked at it and said, you know, it's, it's, we're either going to split up and, and hopefully find peace with some other person. But, you know, we were going to take all the stuff that had led us to this place with us. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the big lie about that. You know, a couple will think, well, you know, that's just not going to happen. I've just married the wrong person or whatever. When usually no it's just it's you and then, and then it's her or him mm-hmm. you know having some bad stuff that you've got to work through, but you feel like this, like it's either that or I'm just going to be in a in a crappy situation, but there is that third option there's that third option of growth and and not being mediocre and finding a way to work together, of course, for us, counseling was a big part of that and and most people say ah counseling ah you know I don't need counseling or what I, we're not that bad it like it's the worst thing possible <laughs> when a counselor is simply just a guide to something better, you know, when you need to work on something. So uh, we had a tremendous counselor that, that worked with us. And uh, I guess she started, you you and her started first. Right. And then later I came into the mix. But, but she was a big help
3: for us. She was. and And I always tell people that counseling is not a bad thing. Just because you're going for counseling doesn't mean that there's you know, this big problem, it just means there's a, you know, like a hurdle there that you can't quite get over and you just need a little bit of assistance. You know, Mm -hmm. you need somebody that knows some other ways to work things out than you do that will help you. And, um, I mean, there's all kinds of things that people need counseling for, but to me, um, marriage counseling is one of the biggest ones because, um, you know, you're two different people that are, getting married and living together. You have two different personalities. Lots of times you come from two different backgrounds. I know that's the way it was with you and Willie, totally mm-hmm. different backgrounds. Um, and so, you know, you just think about that and you throw them together and you say, okay, live in this house together, share this money. Um, you know, woman cook for your man and man go out and earn a living for your woman. Well, I mean, just think about that. That's mm-hmm. a hard thing to do. And, and ev- especially if... I came from a family. My mother is um, is very outspoken, and I am too. And so, you know, sometimes that is a problem whenever you get married also. And I was strong-willed, and but I was made to be led by my husband, and he was made to lead his wife. And whenever you have those two out of kilter, sometimes, you know, you have to go to counseling to get some things back on straight. Mm -hmm. But, you know, also the baggage. Um, One of the most important things we tell couples is honesty is the most important part of a marriage. If you've been through something traumatic, your spouse needs to know about it because that shapes who you are and the things that happen to you um, will make you one way or another you know it'll make you um uh really hypercritical or it will make you cynical or you know just i don't care attitude Mm -hmm. so i mean there's everybody needs a little bit of help every once in a while and and to be honest sometimes you have to have a counselor there so that you can say the things that you need to say and they come out right, and then the counselor helps to deal with those things. Mm-hmm. And it
2: doesn't always have to be, you know, a, a PhD or someone in an office or whatever. I mean, you get wise counseling from a lot of folks, you know, maybe a pastor. We, Lisa and I talk to a lot of people. Uh, we do premarital counseling. We did, you know, we've, we we've did uh, some counseling work with uh, uh, John, Luke, and Mary Kate, uh, you know talking to them before they got married we weren't Mm -hmm. their official uh, premarital couple another couple at church was but we spent some time talking to them and trying to help them on some adjustments because moving away and heading out to virginia and you know just all of a sudden not being around your family i mean that that had some difficulties and so we spent time talking with them about it Uh, we're doing uh, reed and brighton's uh, premarital now we're almost finished then we're going to shift over to rebecca Becca and John John, Reed, yeah. So, you know, I mean, and that's great. And I
1: still remember, like, Willie and I both remember things from our pre-marriage counseling that we did. We did it with my aunt and uncle. And I remember, like, there's things that we have, like, that has been, like, put into practice. It's been rules for our marriage. Like, things like never say never and always. Because that is so easy to be like, you never do this for me. You never whatever, compliment me, or you never do the dishes, or you never, you're like, never, really? You never do that, you know, or always, you know, and that is such a hard one, but it makes a difference in your arguments if you could just refrain from that and, and right. just ac- that accusatory tone, you know. So well, it
2: generalizes everything that way mm-hmm. instead, of, instead of dealing with a specific problem. Then it's just that hey, way well, she's never, you know, right. you exactly right. Yeah. I can't tell you how many couples have been at the brink of a divorce, and their conversation is full of that. You know, Mm -hmm. two people sitting on a couch and just rail of always's and never's. Right. And and you're right. They're they're always exaggerated. But in that moment, it just feels like, you know, let's get it to that point and then just be done with it. Uh As if somehow it's not going to affect you and your children in a negative Mm -hmm. way. And, you know, we were talking about differences. You know, unity is a big part of what makes marriage great. And, and, uh, you know, we do devotionals at Duck Commander. And so today, this morning I was doing a devotional uh, at Duck Commander. And I used you and Will as an example (laughs) about how that, you know, whenever you guys took over Duck Commander, I mean, it's grown so much bigger than it ever did, you know, with with Mom and Dad. And the reason why is because you guys brought such a – I mean, you're both strong – Strong-willed, you have strong opinions, and you know I've seen. Yeah,
1: we've had a, we've had a few blowouts. Yeah, like, at the office a few, so few,
0: few headbutts. <laughs> head
1: office, it's a column place
0: all the time. <laughs> whenever, everybody always agrees with
1: Willie and I both <laughs> do have some strong opinions. You do, that but, times, but yes. that I use,
2: I said, but look, here is why that not only works for them as a married couple, but also running this business mm-hmm. is because they have totally different perspectives. You know, and they're both good at what they what they do and what they know. And so, but by them having each other to, you know, sometimes class, sometimes just, Mm -hmm. you know, get ideas, that is how they're able to make it work. And and, and it's that, but that's what unity really is. I mean, if everybody's just the same and everybody's a yes person and you agree with everything I said, that's uniform, but that's not unity. Right. And that's why a marriage needs that as well. To have passion. You've got to be able to look at things from a different perspective. And usually a husband and wife will be the most passionate about things that they don't like or like.
1: Right. And I think think that, I always think about unity goes hand in hand with respect. Because if you respect one another, and, um, you know, Willie, even though, like, he disagrees with me and I disagree with him, we respect each other's opinions. And even though we might fight about it, We're we still are respectful of one another and the way we the way we do it and that and we are respectful of each other's opinions, whether they're strong or whether they're different than what ours are. And, And that's kind of a hard thing, I think, to do sometimes, because you if you lose that respect or you don't treat each other respectfully, even when, you know, you disagree. Then I think a marriage can really go down a bad road. So I've always appreciated that about Willie. He does like he he doesn't mind me having strong opinions, and I don't mind him having strong opinions. So we, long as we you know come back together and treat each other respectfully within right. that.
2: Yeah, and that's uh, and that's passion. And so a, a lot of times you'll have couples and I like, well you know I don't know it seems so volatile, but the higher the passion, the more volatile it'll be. But that's all okay, is if you like you said, then you don't bring in the negativity disrespectful judgments angry outbursts things like that that then become uncontrollable and then you begin to demean another person mm-hmm. that's when it starts to break down but mm-hmm. healthy disagreement uh, healthy conflict i mean it, it's what's what makes unity fun i right. mean it's, it's what makes a, a relationship fun so that's a lot what we tell young couples going into relationship we teach them how to fight the correct way and taking out the other stuff you know some of say well i'm just being brutally honest i said well look Honest. The honesty part I like is the brutality.
1: Right. That's that's
2: even that phrase. <laughs> it's the brutality want. that's the problem. You know. Let, let's just stick with being honest, and then let's don't be so brutal. Yeah. You know? So it, a lot of it is how you communicate, mm-hmm. even in those times of, of high passion. So that's um, yes, one of the things we try to get in. If a couple can have, like you said, some of those things going in and having some understanding. They're going to have, you know, a much better marriage. There's no doubt about it. Rather than just, you know, like Lisa and I, our premarital uh, deal, since we were getting married from one week to the next, which Mm -hmm. was my idea. So (laughs) our, our premarital was Wednesday night after church with the preacher. Basically him trying to convince Lisa that this is probably a bad idea, you know, to do it this quick. And there, there was that was our deal. But you know, yeah. Again, we were both. That was it. That's well, what we committed to knowing about going into. And marriage. it
1: is crazy. I mean, you think about like you get your driver's license. You got to take driver's ed and do all these classes and do all this. But you can like get married or have a baby with like nothing.
0: Nothing.
2: You know, no,
1: like yeah. no classes, no nothing. These are like the two most the most difficult things That's in right. life, and it can just happen, and you have no preparation. No well, preparing. Know, and, How can you expect to? You know, right. have an easy time of Our it. Our state you...
2: t- actually tried. You know, we came up with a concept a few years ago of covenant marriage, which people can agree. You know, you'll have to do it. But they, mm-hmm. if you, if, if couples do get a covenant marriage, then they have to do premarital, mm-hmm. and they also have to agree that if they ever get to a point where there, you know, is trouble and separation, they have to do a certain amount of counseling to try to save the marriage. So. You know, our state tried even to put it out there to help, but, you know, still most people don't do it. Right, you know, so.
1: And I think reading books helps. I mean, I'm a big reader, yeah. and, and Willie is not as big of a reader as I am, but we both read a lot of marriage books early in our marriage and still do, you know, because I think it's important to continue to work on right. your marriage and to learn new things and to grow. And, and, um, you know, sometimes you think, like, work on your marriage. Well, it's not work, but it's a, it's being mindful. I think of like okay, like this. I need to take yeah. care of this other person. I love him, and he loves me, and we need to take care of one another and, and meet each other's needs. I
2: call it an investment. It's an investment. You you would if you want to be a great golfer, you know, you're gonna you're gonna invest some time and working on your short game mm-hmm. and doing this sort of thing. If you want to have a great business, you're gonna you're gonna see what other people are saying. You're gonna go to a conference. You're gonna read a book. You all those things are worth doing better what about your marriage you right. and so of course we lisa and i do a lot of marriage retreats and weekends and stuff like that and I, I, it'll be without fail especially a lot of guys we know so i ain't going to marriage i mean my marriage is fine until i went to one of them and <laughs> boy then is when it hit the fan. as if you know it was the retreat you those know, problems weren't there no before exactly because yeah, we just not about happened. it of yeah. course yeah <laughs> So I always like well look, if you're I mean if you're if you're worried that your marriage can't take one weekend of learn a little bit better, then you're right. You need to stay home. I have tried to appeal appeal to their pride and nothing else. But you know, it's it's an investment into something that's better. We've got a, a marriage retreat cruise we're doing next summer uh in july uh, alaska cruise awesome yeah which is going to be awesome so you know we've done a couple of duck commander cruises and Mm -hmm. the first time the whole group of us went to three thousand fans which was insane and crazy (laughs) it was fun it was but this is uh this will be just you know we'll just have a section tell what you
1: did on that cruise on the duck commander cruise i thought that was really really awesome that um Marriage
2: class, or and
1: you did the marriage like the um renewal, renewal. renewal. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we
2: had an ongoing class because everybody in the family was kind of doing different things, Mm -hmm. and so ours was a marriage class. And and we we told our story, and I think I don't even know if our book was out the first time, I don't think it was yet. Mm -hmm. So we told our story, and then you know, we did some other things, and it was really great, you know, like we're in one of those rooms like the lounge you know, it's such an odd setting cuz just one, you know, a cruise ship, you got these the only gathering areas other than the big room is like some lounge, you know, and it was just an odd place to do we're a marriage. We're
3: standing ball. under a disco ball. Yeah, you got a disco ball there.
2: <laughs> it's just like, a marriage class and a disco ball. Uh but you know, it turned out great. We a lot of folks packed in there and at the end of the cruise, we did a vow renewal out on the the deck of the ship and so they were like over five hundred couples you know that were That's out awesome. there under the stars, we did it on our second cruise as well, and even more, and then of course, we were in a bigger room this last time, which which mm-hmm. helped a lot on the on the marriage stuff we were teaching uh but this will be awesome because now we're going to have you know we'll basically treat it just like one of our marriage retreats we do mm-hmm. here, uh and so we're going to take some, John and Paula Godwin are going with us, and uh they're going to do some stuff. And then uh, Randy Joe Neal, your aunt and uncle are going, mm-hmm. and then another couple, the Danielsons. So uh, we're going to have some really cool stuff. We'll, it'll be all week. It's great because, it's, but it's only like an hour and a half or two every afternoon. So yeah. like you can still have a great time see Alaska. And that was our thing. I was like, look, I don't. Somebody was uh, so I'm going to go to Alaska and cruise, and I got to like be in a classroom all day. I said. No, that's not the way we roll. Yeah. We're gonna enjoy Alaska with our spouses, but we're gonna try to put a little, uh, you know, things that's gonna help your marriage get. I love
1: you know, that. Well. Have a vacation and then also just exactly have some time of growth and learning right. as well. That'd I be- was
2: laughing because Mom says she's going. I said, Well, great. So you and Dad are going? No, just me and my me and my sister. <laughs> I was like, well, there you go. I guess it's going to be fun, you know. Yeah.
1: They've been married long enough. They don't well, know. Like, she's Wait. like,
2: I'm not going to. You know, your dad would never go. She yeah. said, but, you know, I'm not going to miss out, you know. So I told people, yeah, I come love, on a cruise with us. One thing
1: awesome. that I've learned from Kay that I love about her, too, is like, she's like, you know. They've been married for so long, and one of the things I think that's really t- difficult on early marriage is like you're depending on the other person for your happiness right and you we all know like someone else cannot make you make you happy that's something within yourself that you have to that you have to find yes the other person you know makes you happy at times and you right. make but your inner joy and happiness you can't like depend on the other person well okay she she does her own little trip <laughs> she she knows Phil's not into that and that's well, fine
2: Our driver's in vacation we've been doing it what twenty five right. years. And it, we call it EBP, Everybody But Phil. That's right. And he's yeah. never gone on one because he hates the beach. And, and Mom's like, this is my vacation right. from having to take care of your daddy. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm loving life. She said, oh, it would be terrible if he came. You know, Did he'd have to like bossing me around. we have to, like, watch
1: the Weather Channel the <laughs> we'll whole watch, time. And
2: Fox and News Fox and the Weather News. Channel. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Now, now we call
3: it EBS, uh, EBPS because we have to include Cy in that uh-huh. everybody's wondering because of the, the show. Because they're
1: right. like, well, what about Cy? I'm like, nope. Not Cy si either. He Everybody did. but Phil He's and Cy. Si. And Cy si would actually be
2: a lot of fun. He would
1: be yeah. fun. But, you know, it's not their thing. That's like, right. It, the beach is K's thing. It's not Phil's thing. And that's, that's right. fine. That's right. Phil loves to hunt. It's not K's thing. She do not care anything about it. And that's fine, too. But you're right. You know? It's a so, great
2: point because a lot of times couples will say, well, you know, he never goes on vacation. Like, that's the thing that's going to be like this thing hanging over you the whole time. But, mm-hmm. Mom, you're right. She's just like, oh, we're going to go and have a blast. Your daddy doesn't like that anyway. And, and she knows he wouldn't. He'd be miserable if he went, just right. like she would be in a duck blind. I
1: cannot you know? imagine. Well, actually, I saw Phil on a cruise on the Duck Commander cruise. Yep. That's probably the one and only time.
2: And you know, anyone when I, when, when I went cruise. to him on that cruise, and I was like, "So, Dad, the whole family's going to do this cruise." He's like, "Out on a you know, on a cruise ship, you know these big <laughs> these big floating Boat. microbes everywhere and diseases <laughs> and cholera." And I said, "Dad, no, no, it'll be fine." And he said, well, "Wait a minute." So we're on the boat with 3,000 of our fans, and I can't get off of the boat? And I said, yeah. And he said, I don't like the sound of that. I said, (laughs) well, think about it like this, Dad. We're going to be on the boat with 3,000 of our fans, and you're preaching every morning, and they can't get off of the boat.
1: Ah. (laughs) And he was like...
2: I like the sound of that, Al. All right. I mean, <laughs> so that was the only way I could get him to go is let him preach. You you know? Know, we're
1: starting to kind of see when a part of Al's role in the family <laughs> right. is to talk Phil into things yeah. that exactly. we need Phil to do. So we always send Al down to, I'm to do that. Definitely the Phil one. And, and we've, we've designated Lisa as the daughter-in-law that has to take care of Phil if Kay dies yeah. first. Yeah, that's Which not going to be fun. I, I've claimed K. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'll take K, but yeah. I cannot take care of Phil. Because, yeah. one, I can't cook. And Lisa <laughs> is an amazing cook. And Tell she them what, can-
2: what dad's uh, nickname is for you.
1: What? I can hear you. Burn the bread. burn oh, the. B- <laughs> Little, yeah, hey, Miss Burn the, the bread. Miss <laughs> hey, yeah. Burn the
2: toast. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, lighty die is is Jessica. Jessica. <laughs> Miss Burn the bread. Uh, Miss Sharpie, Sharpie is uh, Missy, is Missy. <laughs> and then he calls Lisa. Lisa. Yeah, she, I don't I have guess, one. I guess she came along too early to get a nickname, yeah. so I don't know.
1: Well, he knows you're going to be taking care of him someday, so yeah. he's he's trying to be nice true. to you. That's exactly right. Well, you know, we just went
3: on to the Bahamas, and Cy and Christine went with us. I
1: wish we would have gone on that. that yeah, was so much fun. So much fun. It, it
3: was a lot of fun. The only thing is, uh, Cy got out maybe twice. The rest of the time, he stayed in and slept. Did he really? And played dominoes with well, Jay. played dominoes
2: and, at night, but but he, uh, he yeah. slept, and he and Jay. Jay never left either.
1: No, so well, he was sick.
2: Said, yeah, he, well, yeah. Well, he was, out, this is my son-in-law. So, so they, they sat on the couch and watched the Golf Channel all day.
1: Oh wow! Well, in in I the guess Bahamas, that's their vacation, I, it huh? was,
2: but I was yeah. like, did they what? at least
1: like open the doors? to well, it get was, the breeze in, or
2: you could see out the window. But yeah. I mean, it was yeah. just like, yeah, Jay, uh, my son, always, oh, that place is a garho. This is the most beautiful place on the <laughs> what planet. In the
1: world, <laughs> and you're sitting
2: on the couch watching the golf channel. What is wrong with oh, you, my people? Goodness. You know, so I yeah. burned his legs on the first time out on the boat. So <laughs> then he's got these just glowing red legs. <laughs> his
1: legs are normally the whitest legs I've ever oh, seen in my life. There's so there's mayo.
2: That. There's white. There's 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 mayonnaise and then there's size legs on the scale of white.
1: That's true.
3: I've
0: never even seen size legs.
2: You don't want to. You don't want to.
3: Well, I told him, I said, "Sai, what happens when you take mayonnaise outside and leave it in the sun? (laughs) And he said, well, it burns up. I said. Exactly. There you go. That's your legs. You do not take your
1: legs out <laughs> in well, the sun. Did si I not know t- that, that somebody invented sunscreen? Didn't nobody he tell said him He said he put
2: them on there, but what happened was he was sitting on a beanbag chair on the deck of the ship, laid back, and so his shorts pulled up. And oh, so it, then no. it burned his legs. Oh, I bet that said. was a sight. I yeah.
1: bet that was a sight. It yeah. was not
2: pretty. And then we also played golf. Uh, si went, we did, we did he go play did golf go play one golf day golf. at the end yeah. of the week. So we had a blast. Well, really good. Well,
1: this has been really fun. Y'all made my first hosting gig really easy. So <laughs> We aced that. We you, did. I, I think we, we killed it. So the,
0: Nate is now the Corey Robertson podcast. It should be. I'll get right. to work on it. It should yeah,
1: be. Yeah. Okay, so Willie always ends in a Bible verse. Yep. So do we have a verse? I've got one. Hey, hadn't. before you do the verse.
0: Any man with a preacher. Yeah. That's why you bring the preacher <laughs> in. Because right. it's like we don't have to try one and do a One
3: thing i got verse. is Bible verses. <laughs> that's right. You need to uh, give them our... Um, the address to for yeah. the cruise oh, for the yeah. cruise. If
2: anybody's interested, it's uh it's Robertson Marriage Retreat, all one word, RobertsonMarriageRetreat.com. And there's where you can go and find out information about it, the date, you know, and, and how to book it.
1: And tell them, the, tell them your, the title of your book.
2: Our book is A New Season, uh, is the name of ours. And then we also just came out with a couple's devotional book, The Duck Commander Devotional mm-hmm. for Couples. And uh, that's yep. that's a, that's hot off the presses. Then we're working on a couple more ideas, uh, yeah. you know, down the road. So, uh, yeah, anything. Those are basically marriage-related. and uh, But, you know, uh, we think it'll be a blessing if somebody picks it up for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Here's my my favorite verse that I sign in all of our books. Because to me, and it's written, Paul wrote it in the Philippians, not about marriage. But if a marriage could live for this, you'd always be great. It's from Philippians chapter 2, verse verse 3. And it says this, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. So you think selfishness and vanity. Rather, in humility, value others and especially if you're a spouse that significant other above yourself not looking to your own interest but each of you to the interest of the other in your relationship with one another have the same mindset as christ jesus and so i've always thought if you know if we could live up to that in a marriage where i'm always thinking about lisa first and she's always thinking about me first beyond my selfishness and vanity then we're going to wind up having a pretty strong marriage so uh, it's a great bible verse it's not written for marriage but Man, it works great at marriage.
1: I love that. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. Love Thanks y'all. Thanks for having Thanks. us. Thanks. you
2: guys.